All right, we are back again for Thursday Night Football's Chad the Marks Bengals take action tonight against the Dolphins, but we got baseball winding down as we're, what, less than 10 games, less than seven games, I don't know, but Aaron Judge has got 61 home runs now, and then the curious case of Brett Favre. That and more, this is the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome, welcome back once again to the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. This is Chad the Mark with Mr. Brown and Canadian. Whoa, wait a minute, not Canadian Big Turbo Tommy. Hey, I, I would be surprised. No, I'd actually accept you not to remember your name, but you are filling in for some literal big shoes and a big groove in that seat down there. How, how's your comfort level uh, sitting in Biggie's chair there, Turbo Tommy? Um, I'm a, I'm reaching. The long reach. How long has it been, Mr. Brown? It's been a week, two weeks, months. All I know is that uh, I think the last time I seen him, I don't remember seeing him. Let's put it's it been eighty-four <laughs> years. Yeah, you probably don't. Yeah, <laughs> no, that that's that's uh, neither here nor there. So we'll just move on. Uh, that was a good night, though. At the end of the day, but uh, anyway, we're glad to have you, Tommy. Uh, Canadian Biggie is off doing fatherly duties and uh, watching. Uh, he, he might make a guest appearance later. Yeah, we're hoping we get him in time for our Stone Cold Lead Pipe Locks of the Week because he needs to be here because he had a, a winning record last week and. You know, he's the only one of us ranked in the top 100 nationally. So we're trying to try to put some respect back on the name of We Don't Know Sports. But, uh, you know, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So we'll get there. So we got that later in the show, as always. We're going to talk uh, a little bit about Brett Favre just uh, to kind of circle back on that, because a lot of people are outraged that nobody's talking about it. So uh, we'll, we'll talk about why that might be the case. But Mr. Brown, our resident baseball guy, and as a reminder, everyone, don't forget to check out America's Pastime for Love of Baseball, where you have hundreds and hundreds of N- or NFL, hundreds and hundreds of Major League Baseball players, former players there. Uh, you got some goodies in the mail today. Do we want to talk about that? or just I wanna, haven't announced it yet. Yeah, so keep, no. keep it top secret. But uh, but it's a 3.30 to be exact. But, uh, you know, there are 330 former players or current players. Nice. The, uh, the thing about the group, though, is if you tune in, uh, usually uh, on Thursdays every week, you got a chance to maybe get some goodies, some We Don't Know Sports swag, some autographs, some things like that. And we're just going to keep it on the DL right now on what came in the mail today, but it's a hot one, so make sure you stay tuned and follow that page and that group. But in the world of baseball, let's start with Mr. Aaron Judge. How excited or should you be excited for the fact that he got to number 61? He tied Roger Maris. Are we are we certain he's going to get past that, Mr. Brown? You and I for the past couple of weeks have been saying 64, 65. I think he gets 62 or 63 now. That's kind of where I'm at. What are your thoughts and and how should we view this milestone? Everyone's going to view it as the guy who did it without help, but you know, you mean PEDs? Yeah, there you go. Okay. And it's it's just funny that he's the third Yankee in the AL. All three AL uh, records are all Yankees. You know, Babe Maris. What's so and, funny and, about and that? Judge. It's, just, it, it's ironic, I guess. Um, <clears throat> but you had the Maris family following him around for days, and he kind of went into that homerless slump. Mm-hmm. And then finally he tied it. And I put a meme up just a few minutes ago about how you had McGuire or Bonds, McGuire, Sosa three times, and McGuire again, and then Judge and Maris. And then they're really like – Appraising uh, a judge's accomplishment of sixty-one. If it was the Olympic pedestal podium, right. you know he's down at the bottom, right. and all these other guys have done much more. But you know, 
like you said, he doesn't have the mark of shame circled around him like all the other guys do. And, you know, the, the other odd thing about all this is, you know, it's all been NL guys, right? Like the, it's, it's Roger Maris and now Aaron Judge are the AL guys. Everybody else did it in the National League. Yes. So, I mean, does, does anybody uh, just really dismissively look at this and not care at all? I mean, I feel like it's a big deal. But, like, I know there's some people out there It's like, no, because Bonds hit 73, McGuire hit 70, so this is a bullshit record. Nobody cares. Is that an accurate feeling or is that way out of It's only been field? done five times, right? Six times? Is that it? I it's mean, a big deal. Well, we're talking about the podium. There's, you yeah, know, I mean, here's what's crazy. Sosa's done it three times, and each time he did it, he never led the league in home runs. Out. Well, yeah, that's now that's a crazy fact right there. But, I mean, obviously everyone cares because it's happening in New York. Now that makes it important, right? Yeah, Just I feel like if it was anywhere else, it wouldn't be as big of a deal. So where, where does he finish? I, I think you're right about 63. Now that, that's he'd have to have a hell of a final, you know, couple weeks here to to do more than that. Because I think they got like seven or eight, games. eight games. I think is yeah. what they got left. So um, I mean, yeah, either way, I, I think he I think he passes Maris. There's, I don't think there's any way he goes without hitting sixty two. But I, I think he's got two more in him. But uh, that being said, as as exciting of a story that that is for baseball, uh, you know, sometimes the final couple weeks of the season are the most entertaining all year for obvious reasons. Uh, Mr. Brown, you're getting ready to pack up and, and take a trip here in about 12 hours. Uh, you want to tell everybody where you're off to? Yeah, me and me and the youngins are heading down to the ATL second time this year. Um, we've been tracking Hurricane in. As like, we say, take a boat. Craziness. <laughs> and um, a poncho. Everyone was worried about would they play tonight, would they change venues, doubleheader on Sunday, but the hurricane has shifted east. It's not even hitting Savannah now. It's actually going to go straight up South Carolina, so – the biggest chance of rain I have all weekend is seven percent. Okay, so ball game ready to run. This weather report has been brought to you by Mr. Brown's America's Pastime for the Love of Baseball once again. But anyway, uh, thank you for uh, checking the Doppler radar. That's so right. We're glad you're going to be safe and get to enjoy the game. But you couldn't look for any better pitching matchups this weekend because the Braves literally threw out spot starters the whole National Series to line up their rotation for this weekend. So you have. Freed versus Chris Bassett on Friday. Okay. And then you have Kyle Wright versus, uh, I think it's DeGrom Saturday. Mm. The only 20-game winner versus DeGrom. Uh, it's going to be rocking. There's going to be – and when I went and got the tickets, you know, I usually go to MLB site. These, these weren't cheap tickets. No, they, they're not. I normally sit in the outfield, and that's where I'm sitting. I'm, I'm second row in left field for both games. And they were normally like forty dollars seats. Uh, they were one ninety nine a piece. <laughs> a little, little bit, a little bit increase. They were sold out quickly, and so uh, not Turner Field, Truist Park will be rocking. Turner Field. The yeah. stakes have been raised. Uh, it's going to be like forty two uh, k plus it's standing be room only. It'll be like a playoff game. Right. Um, I mean, you, you've experienced the World Series there. This is going to be a similar atmosphere, not quite as high stakes, but they're a game behind going into the series. Your Atlanta Braves are so. They got the potential to uh, make up some ground, and and, and here's uh, the thing: both teams, damage. both teams will probably finish the season over 100 wins. That's what but it there's looks only like. one winner. There is, and uh, you you know you you get that by now in the playoffs, right? Very important. You you, you really want that, and uh, the. Other thing that we were talking about is um, the the wild card situation, and you're you're very close to getting three teams out of the NL East in there. 
Uh, but somehow the Brewers and the Phillies are in this dogfight. So the Padres, they're going to get the other wild card that's out there. Uh, I don't think the other two mathematically can really catch them. Uh, but the uh, the Phillies, I know they got a tilt with the Astros, but the Astros may not be playing for anything at that point. So I don't know if you really look at that as a daunting uh uh, challenge there. So just your prediction right now, if uh, without knowing exactly who's on the docket, I mean, the Brewers or the, or the Phillies, who do you think is making it in? Well, considering my hate for the Phillies, I'm obviously rooting for the Brewers. Um, scared. I'm not scared of the Phillies. They can't even play. They play defense like a little league team. They, they are exceptionally bad at defense. I, I'm going to say the Brewers sneak in because the Phillies have allowed them to sneak in. And, and the Phillies have not been playing well. So, obviously, there's a reason why the Brewers have snuck in because the Phillies' poor play. Harper hasn't hit very well since he's came back from injury. They've still had bullpen problems, even though they acquired uh, David Robertson from the Cubs. And their rotation is not very good uh, behind Nola. Yeah, I, uh, I, so feel, I feel Cindergard like – hasn't done anything since he came over. This wasn't even a conversation like a week ago. You know, right. like that's how quick things have changed. When your offensive firepower is Kyle Schwarber, you have problems. Hey, easy on old Kyle. You know, yeah. it's not his fault he's the best they got right now. <laughs> so I, I think the Brewers, uh, I don't know. I feel like Craig Council's a, a very good manager and he always finds a way to get in. Underrated manager. Correct. You know, I mean, especially since the Brewers of the trade deadline, not fire sell mode, but they weren't trying to play for that. They just dumped, you know, Hater. Uh, in the middle I mean, of a pennant race. Yeah. But you got to think, they, they had a capable closer in the waiting. They did. And they got pieces back for Hader, thinking he wouldn't come back anyway. And it worked out because he has been a train wreck. Oh, my God. So what, did they, bad. what crystal ball did they have? <laughs> what, mm. Maybe this is a plan all along. It's like, go out to the Padres and suck ass, and we'll resign you in the offseason. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> a little, little double agent going on. All right, so uh, I wish Biggie would have been here so we could talk about the AL uh, wildcard race. Everything seems to be pretty much aligned except for the fact you guys saw the Blue Jays clinched yesterday. Correct. So you have the Mariners and the Rays, and they're within a game of each other right now. Yes. So, I, I mean, the – the Mariners, man, they seem like they can't ever take a firm stance control of that race. They're always like a game behind of whoever, whether it was the Blue Jays they were competing against or the, the Rays. But how does this end? I mean, do you think it's going to be the Mariners out west, uh, you know, getting back to the playoffs for the first time in 68 years or however how long it feels like it's been? Or is it going to be the Rays who just once again find a way to get into the postseason? I clearly want to see the Mariners. Because uh, they're so like it's a feel good story, right? And they're pitching. I love their pitching. And the Rays, I feel like they get there every year and they never do anything with it. You know, they just the team that finds a way, but never. They're like the Braves of the nineties. Well, they never won one. They didn't make it to the World Series, and you know, outfought right. themselves. There you go. Um, I, I think it'll be the uh, the Mariners. Um, right now, actually, the Mariners are going to be in anyway, right? Yeah, the Mariners are, are they be in anyway? So you got yeah, they're uh, the only other team is the Orioles, and they just got eliminated. So you've got six teams, so right? It's like, so it's locked in. It's so locked those in. six are locked in, so we're just jockeying for position. Yeah, because you got the – now Tampa Bay's the five seed and Seattle's the six okay, seed. Okay, I didn't realize that Baltimore was officially eliminated. I yeah, knew they're they were, back there, five games. Okay, so they're, 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 so we write them off. All right, so that's set then. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely have more fun conversations next week as we get to probably look forward to some uh, matchups and where that stuff's going to start lining out. But what's the final day of the regular season, October? It's like October 3rd. Yeah, so it went into a little bit because of the pandemic. Right. I don't mean the, the, 
labor negotiations. Right, right, right. I, it's, it's not labor negotiations. Yeah. It's COVID nineteen. Yeah, yeah, it's it's always something. <laughs> but uh, I, I feel like uh, next week's show will be uh, pretty uh, playoff heavy. What do you think? I do, and uh, for those of you that don't know it, the Dodgers' 107 wins is a franchise record. Yeah, and uh, this is like the era of the Dodgers, right? Like for the past 10 years, it's a decade of dominance, except for the fact it's a decade of insufficient postseason performances time and time again. Well, let me, let me tell you this. So the Astros have the second-best run differential in the in baseball Okay, at 212. Okay. No, sorry. The Yankees are two thirty-five. Astros are two twelve. Guess what the Dodgers is? Was it like three hundred something? Three twenty-two. I, I I feel like they've just been stopping people too. Like it's not like they just win. They they always clearly win. So and I'm, I'm gonna tell you right now though, and I'm, you put it on the record. I don't like their postseason outlook right now. Oh, Kershaw's wh- banged up it, again. It's their pitching again, right? Bueller is out. Uh, so. Kimbrell, they don't have a closer right now. No, they don't. So but to me, I got that they got 107 wins and they're in, but you're still in. You got to execute now that you're in. So. I mean, the good thing for them is they did have some guys come back, uh, like Dustin May and uh, oh, who is the other one that's been banged up? I can't think right now. But I mean, they, they Gonsolin maybe. May, yeah, yeah, Gonsolin. I, they, I they love, got, I'm telling you right now, I like the Braves and the Mets. Uh, postseason pitching over the Dodgers right now, both teams. Well, and and to be honest with you, the um, the Braves and Mets have been hotter lately. Like the Dodgers have been that model of consistency. Don't get me wrong, but my God, does anybody want to play the Braves or the Mets right now? Especially the Braves. They probably had the best. Do they have the best record since uh, July first? Yeah, it's still the best. Okay, so I mean, again, like get hot at the right time. Tommy, can I get a word in edgewise here? Hey, I, I stand back to uh, Mr. Brown and his baseball uh, prowess here. He knows it. I All right, back. We'll, we'll take a break, get, get you a drink, because we're going to come back and we're going to talk a little football. Is that good for you? Yeah, there we go. All right, one of the more curious stories that have been making the rounds at least the last week or so has been the story of Brett Favre and apparently the uh, state of Mississippi and how they decide to use their uh, – Money's for uh, underprivileged families and things like that. I don't know. Basically, uh, he wants your food stamps, baby. That's what it's all about. But uh, no, so the the big story is I saw all kinds of uh, you know media personalities and, and whatnot are, are asking, why is this not being reported on as much? And, you know, so here's what we know, that some people got in trouble and Brett Favre is linked to having conversations with them about using some uh, earmarked funds to build a volleyball uh, arena for Southern Miss where he went to school and his daughter played volleyball there conveniently. There was some text between him and the governor and the governor is just like, we're working on it. And Favre is like, that, that building needs your name on it. I'm not taking no for an answer. And he's like, well, we just got to do it the right way. I'm too old to go to federal prison. Like that was the actual text between them, right? So um, that being said, you know, the lawyers for Favre is saying that uh, he didn't know where the funds were coming from, which may or may not be true. He's only in a civil case at this point. He's not been charged criminally. But, man, I've seen everyone make comparisons to the coverage uh, Mike Vick got or Brittany Griner got and how come uh, we're not giving uh, Favre as much uh, coverage here. But uh, I have a couple thoughts on this. But first and foremost, like I, I think it's safe to say that Favre might be a, a dirtbag for some of this. But I'll wait until the the case is settled. Your thoughts initially on any of this? I well, you know, they're comparing it to the Michael Vick thing. That's these are different cases. Brett Favre was just asking for money. Three million dollars. Yeah, yeah, some, yeah. <laughs> 
I'm going on record. Can I have $3 million in welfare money too? I'll you, take it right now. You can now. only take it for, from the TNAF fund, which is, uh, you know, needy families. Uh, so. That's fine. They're living down in hurricane-impoverished communities, yeah. so they're, they're not smart I mean, anyway. it's Mississippi, so. right? I mean, no, let's not. We're from West Virginia. We can't hate on another state. Say, well, <laughs> that's true. Uh, so what but they do lead us in obesity. They they by one. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so we're really it's like yes, my I brother. I don't know if I meant, I don't know if I meant one by like the ranking or like just one fat person more than we have. Yeah, I think it's <laughs> it might be both. I don't know. The, uh, we have biscuits and gravy, and they have shrimp gumbo. Exactly with ex- extra butter. I like my skatty with butter. There you go. <laughs> So, uh, you know, what's the what's the biggest difference, though, between, like, the Mike Vick story back in the day as well, far as coverage and People Favre? want me to say it's because uh, he's not black, but in reality it's because he's not a current player. Right. I mean, it's the same thing. Like, Deshaun Watson just went through all this. You know, Mike Vick went through it. They were quarterbacks in the league at the time. Brett Favre's in his 50s. And, uh, yeah, he's not involved. Like, the only people that are really upset has got to be Coppertone. And Wrangler. And Wrangler, yeah. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Jerry Rice going to be catching passes from Doug Flutie now mm-hmm. in eugenics commercials or yeah. something. I don't know what they're doing, but, <laughs> you know, it, it's yeah, it's a shitty story, and it's sad, and it's it's corruption and all that kind of stuff. But two things, I always say the same thing, just like with Deshaun Watson. Wait till all the facts settle. Wait till everything comes out. Wait till the, the courts take their, uh, you know, course of action. And then, like you said – like, how, how much coverage do we want to give a guy? I, this is what I would liken it to. He's getting about the same amount of coverage that Marvin Harrison got when his thing went down. Do you even know what I'm talking about? No, I know. It was, it was the. Uh... Do you know what I'm talking about, Turbo? I knew there was something, but I could not So recall. everybody needs to go Google Marvin Harrison and shooting right now because he had some car washes and he shot some people allegedly and they found a gun and all like nobody remembers because it didn't make the news. You know why? Because he was retired and you know what? His son's lighting it up for Ohio state now and nobody seems to care. Nobody's bringing it up because Marvin Harrison was a good football player and what he did in retirement, whether he did or didn't shoot those people, it doesn't matter because he never got convicted Again, let this stuff play out. But again, that story was not a big story at the time. It's funny you brought that up because the only reason I had an idea about it was because about two weeks ago, I put a, a Marvin, Har- Marvin Harrison underrated post on our page and someone said something about it in the comments and that's what made me go look. Yeah. Again, like there, you can say it's bias in media reporting, but a more or less, if you're not going, if it's not impacting the highest rated television programs of the year, which are games on Sunday, Thursday night, Monday night, then we don't care. So we're just going to move on. That being said, that Brett Favre story made the round on national news on ABC, NBC, CBS. So I don't think it's that underreported. So, uh, I'm still curious to see what comes out of it. And, uh, you know what? Uh, maybe maybe we get a governor that goes to federal prison too. That'll be fun. <laughs> let's let's hope for the best. All right, really, all we got left is to get into our NFL Stone Cold Lead Pipe Locks of the Week. So we're uh, waiting on Canadian Biggie, hopefully, to make an appearance tonight, or he might have to phone these picks in. But in the meantime. We had uh, a lot of friction and activity and just overall general conversation around our weekly power rankings. So for those that aren't aware, every week, usually on a Tuesday, we're going to throw out our NFL power rankings and we basically do a cumulative score of where everybody ranks them at. They all, you know, the first place 
you know, carry a certain amount of votes. We rank 15 teams, and we take our top 10 average, and we put it out for everyone to see. And, uh, you know, a lot of times we get some comments on it, but, man, this week it was all over the place. And to be honest with you, our top five was a little all over the place as well. So just for the uh, the sake of reminding everybody, collectively we had the Bills as number one, the Eagles at number two, the Chiefs at number three, the Rams at four, the Packers at five, Dolphins at six, Ravens, Bucks, Vikings, Jags, Okay. So I guess let's just air some grievances here and maybe just generally talk about how you come up with these rankings. So I just want to open up to you guys, Mr. Brown and Turbo. Just uh, who did you have, you know, number one, if you remember, and, and why? I, I started off with the Eagles, I believe, is who I had at number one. Um, but look, I, when I do these, I try to think of it as a – as a season-long thing, not what happened this past week or and all that. Okay, so a loss you, is a loss and all that. Is but. that like you're predicting who's going to be good at the end of the season or who's good right now? Well, I always give weight to what's going on now, but I just because you know the Chiefs lost last week or whatever, I'm not going to throw them out of the top ten. You know, they're still the uh, the cream of the crop in the NFL. Same, you know, the Eagles are proving that they're they're worthy and. Uh, so I'm just because it's a loss, I'm not throwing them throwing them completely out of my rankings. Okay. What about you? Mine's real simple. So we do our stone cold lead pipe locks of the week. Correct. My opinion of it is if the Bills and Eagles play today and the Bills are the favorite, then the Bills are the better team. It's that simple. Yep. Uh, that's kind of similar to what I look at. So you're uh, relying on, on Vegas to tell you who the favorite is? They're not playing. I'm assuming no, they'd be the favorite. He's saying team. if he was Vegas, that's how he would rank it, right? I'm like, just saying, like, if, 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 if the Bills and the Eagles were playing tomorrow, the, the Bills would be let's throw the stre- spre- even throw the spread out. Who would you pick? Right. It would be the Bills. I'd say the majority of the people would pick the Bills. Yeah, you know, like that specific uh, question, I think it's just whoever's playing at home. I think it's that close between those two. I don't. Yeah, you know, I, I do. It's a three-pointer. It's just because the Eagles, Eagles have whipped everybody. Uh, the Bills lost a tough game on the road, but I watched that game. The Dolphins should have won by a couple scores, and they just couldn't put it together. But, uh, you know, and, and look, that's fine. It was in Miami. And when they play in Buffalo, Buffalo is going to win that game. So all that being said, like I, I had the Eagles as one. Because the Eagles have taken care of business. Um, and it's funny because now they're going to play the Jaguars this week, and the Jaguars all of a sudden seem to be Duval. like a decent test. But I think what will happen is the Eagles will just blow by them. Another team is like the Packers, right? Like the Packers have not looked good at all, but yet here they are in our top five. The you Packers know? never look good early. No, they that's, don't. That's they their don't. MO. But, but they, they look real bad. And they have only got wins against teams that have just been beaten up and not been healthy. And if you look at their schedule, they play a bunch of dog shit teams the next like four or five weeks. You watch, everybody's going to fall in love with the Packers because they're going to be like seven and one, and everyone's going to think they're on top of the world. And I'm telling you, that's not them right now. But I, you know, maybe I don't have them as high as some other people. Uh, I know Biggie's not here to talk about it, and I wish he was. Man, he's hating on the Dolphins. You guys remember where you had the Dolphins at? He had them at like seven. I think mine was five or six. Adam at Adam at four. I think I had mine at the three or four, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, again, like pretty sure it's top five. I I, I you got to give them credit for what they've done. You know, they they haven't lost. They've beaten. They've probably had the best wins of any team out there. And their head coach, a first year coach. 
doing amazing things. Play calling has been amazing. I mean, so the B- Buffalo and Baltimore are both in our top ten, and Miami's got wins over them. Uh, I mean, that's – I mean, so on the Dolphins real quick, I've, I have shit on Tua and I've shit on Tua, and I'm not saying Tua is – you know, I'm not saying he's going to the Hall of Fame, um, but he's done what he's needed to do so far. He's only the third Dolphins quarterback ever to throw for six TDs, only behind Bob Greasy and Dan Marino. He's a and, gamer. And he's- two is third in the franchise. So, but look, look at his weapons. You've got Waddle. Oh, you've they, got they Tyreek. Gave him what he needed. And you've got uh, Mostert, who was the running back for the dude when he was with the, with the Niners, and they're featuring him. And you also got Chase Edmonds. So they've got a dynamic offense. They got they got weapons. They got tools there that they can use. And I, so, I like them a lot. I yeah. really do. So they ended up out of the top five in our list, which, again, I also look at rankings as I don't care where I had you last week. You could be number two this week, and I could have See, you number I, two. I do care. That's See, weird for me because I feel like one week shouldn't change. Like You shouldn't go from like two to ten. Early in the season – I will be a little wishy-washy on it. Now, when we're like week 10, no, there's a body of work there. But it's so early here, like like the Jaguars. Like somehow they crept in our top 10, but it took them pounding the Chargers for them to even sniff that. If they would just be 2-1 and one on their own, I don't think they get there. But it's because of what the happened Georgia, last yes, week yeah, that had something and to whose do with ass it. they kicked. On the road, right? Right, yeah. on the road in front of like 300 Chargers fans. Uh, so you give them Ooh. credit there. The Chiefs. You know, to your point, Tommy, again, early in the season, like the Colts, who have just been a disaster, just a dumpster they were, they fire had some of a team. High praise coming into this season. Yeah. A lot of people they, are looking a lot for them. They've been poop, and yeah. they, they beat the Chiefs in a game the Chiefs really beat themselves. Yeah. Uh, so, again, like, I don't think the Chiefs are the cream of the crop. I, I think they're better than the Packers, but I share a lot of the things like the Packers, right? Like, they, they got some flaws. They they're not the Chiefs of a Super Bowl run a couple years ago. Oh God, no. So you're saying no. it's the Bills and the Eagles and then everyone else. Correct. And, and I had the Eagles is not and only because of who they won, you know, or who they beat. Uh, if the Bills beat the Dolphins, then it's no question that they're number one. But like the the Eagles, man, they and, and now they're going to have a stretch where they don't play a lot of good teams here. They get to beat up on the NFC. Yeah, East the Eagles could have a. a they're, a, a they're going very to be, nice season record wise. Anyway, who do you like better right now? Do you like uh, Hertz or, or Tua? Isn't that funny? Like uh, Alabama quarterback Mac Jones in Alabama the conversation. Uh, he's not even. He's hurt and everything. He's not even on the sidelines. Isn't it just funny listening. though? They were all. Wasn't they all three on the same depth chart at the same right. time? Right. And, yes. and how long has all it been since all three starters? When's the last time there's even been a relevant? Uh, you know. Alabama quarterback. Well, Namath. Yeah. Namath. <laughs> I mean, <that's, laughs> yeah. I, it was always the run game in Alabama, and then all of a sudden you've got three starting at the same time. Yeah. Um, all right. So I, just, I don't know. What do you I mean? Tua or uh, I, I think it's Hurts. If you, if you, Tua has been playing phenomenal, right? And, and I think he's got more established weapons than what Philadelphia does. But like, Man, they just seem surgical right now. Like, Hurts has complete control of that offense, and they're just doing what they want to do. Okay. I mean, am I Hertz, wrong? Hurts was let go. Hurts left Alabama for a reason for Tua. There, there must be something there that Tua has that us – well, maybe no. he found it when yeah. he went to Oklahoma because he's sure showing no, off. Yeah, no, he's showing off. It's, no, don't it's, get it's me wrong. It's ironic There's... the fact that 
two or uh, yeah, uh, Hertz had to leave just to get playing time because two was, was the coming, guy. Yeah. But then again, it's college, and you got to look at skill set and game plan and all that. So, I mean. It's just you couldn't have told me that Tua should have been the hands down starter over over Jalen even at Alabama, but for whatever reason, Nick not Saban not hands agrees. down, no, not hands down, no agreed. Way. Yeah, not, I don't I, know. I mean, Tua's got the uh, the touchdowns going for him right now, so I mean he he's been the uh, the outlier. But my God, just that that Baltimore game by itself will will put him in the stratosphere when it comes to statistics, really. Dude. Um, so as, as far as, uh, pass attempts go, they're, they're almost the same completion percentage is 67% uh, for Jalen for 71% for Tua. yards per attempts about equal touchdowns is, is definitely eight to four in favor of Tua. Uh, but rushing the ball like Tua is only credited for four rushing attempts for a yard, you know? So you think about him being that mobile guy. Jalen Hurts, on the other hand, 37 carries for 167 yards, um, and he's got three touchdowns on the ground. So a little, wow. bit, little bit more of a, a dual threat there uh, as far as that stuff goes. Uh, and uh, he hasn't been banged up. Two has already been banged up a little bit. So we'll see how that lasts. So about the head – like let's say head-to-heads. Because like, in the top ten, we have several teams that's played each other head-to-head. So since it's early, do you feel like a head-to-head victory automatically catapults you over the team that you beat? No, no. not necessarily. So no. people brought up that argument. Right. So yeah. I, had, I had the Bills. I had the Bills ahead of Miami because, like you said – if they have to play, who's the favorite? And look, that game was in Miami. So, like, now if Miami wins on the road in Buffalo, that's a completely different conversation, oh, right? But it wasn't. It in was December, in Miami. too. So so what if Miami goes to Buffalo right. in December? That's So, again, I had Miami in the top five, but, you know, I, I still think Buffalo is a better overall team. I think if they play that game ten times, I think Buffalo wins at seven of those ten. But, you know, that's not, I agree. Yeah, that's not I based agree. on any yeah. scientific evidence. It's just kind of how I feel. The other one that we have in the top five, I just want to hit on them real quick. Uh, it, well, I got two I want to hit on is the Rams. Uh, so the Rams – you know, they, they lost week one, but they've taken care of business since then, but it hasn't looked pretty. Uh, they did better last week. They didn't look pretty last year early. It no. took a while for them to get rolling. Yeah, that, you're, you're not wrong there. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, they their loss is against the Bills, which we kind of think is 1A or yeah. 1B right now. So they're up there. Uh, and then uh, the other one is, like, Tampa we still have in the top ten. And, and, like, is that just a credit because of Brady? Or is it, like, they're so banged up but they're still in all these games, like, somehow? Like, what what's the deal with Tampa? <clears throat> There's just this mystic thing with Brady. He just wills a team to win. They could have, you know, I don't know, the school of the blind out there playing, and he <laughs> somehow can win with them. Um, I give him a lot of credit. So when it's when I'm looking at Tampa Bay, as long as as Brady's healthy and going, I give him I give him that that nod. I mean, if they get some of their receivers back and they're not having to sign Cole Beasley off of waivers oh, no. again, you know, they'll they'll be they'll be okay. The good thing for them is the rest of that division sucks. True. I mean, that, that, did that you helps. watch Cole play? I mean, do you play? He, he, uh, he had like three catches. Yeah, he. You could tell that he was not in football shape to me. It looked like, but. Well, they probably wanted Edelman, but he he couldn't get out of his Patriots contract. <laughs> well, yeah. So I was scroll, scroll, uh, Cam talk scrolling through the comments, and the two biggest issues, obviously, is why aren't the Eagles number one, and and then why are the uh, Dolphins number six? So that's the two biggest and, and, gripes. And we had the D- Eagles at number two, so right. I'm like they're almost there. And right. I guess because a lot of people like and say, well, they have a loss, and this team's undefeated. Like, so here's an example to Mr. Brown's point. 
the pain of being a Raiders fan this year, that they're the only team in the NFL without a win, they're favored this weekend. Yeah. 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 Because, yeah. Why? Because they're not the worst team. Just because they don't have a win doesn't mean they're the worst team. They've actually played decent teams, you know? So, I mean, it's it's a crapshoot. And look, it's not scientific. It is what it is. We'll figure things out as we go. But uh, yeah, wait. Well, you bring us home, Mr. Brown. Lucas Anderson, one of our fans on the page, says Bucks being eight is crazy. They look like butt cheeks. <laughs> they, they do. They, they're buck, buck cheeks for Tampa sure. Tampa Bay buck cheeks. Uh, and, uh, you know, with that being said, we're going to kick over to Cincinnati and the Queen City, and Chad and Mark's going to watch these Bengals because Joey Mixon just got in the end zone, baby. So we're uh, we're going we're gonna to come back in a take minute. Long. We're going to see if we can get to our halftime and do our picks. We'll be back in a minute. <laughs> to get to the week four edition of our NFL Stone Cold Lead Pipe Locks. And, you know, we took a little bit longer to get here because we're watching the Thursday night game and uh, Tua is uh, in the Cincinnati Medical Center right now. He looked like he took a, I don't know, what would you describe that injury as? Is it just a concussion, you think, or what? What, what happened? It's a concussion. You know, at the, at the they looked awful. You could tell with his fingers. Yeah, that was uh, – we, we've seen that making the round on social media, not to make light of it or anything. But that – and then uh, it was a little awkward uh, touching there on the halftime show. Yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't know if everybody else felt that, but I certainly did. But uh, that being said, you know, we're, we're watching this game still wind down, wind down here. So if we get distracted during these uh, picks, that might be why, because what's happening in the background – but uh, we got uh, myself, Mr. Brown, and Turbo here, and we're going to go ahead and get through these the best we can. So we're going to start off with the Minnesota Vikings going down to Nolens for the Saints. Man, they ain't been pretty. Oh, and is Jameis Winston playing? We don't really know. Uh, the Vikings are a three-point road favorite. Tommy, start us off. And the Saints will go marching in. And the Saints will go marching in. I think he's just making up the words to that yeah. song. Yeah, that was, that was bad, wasn't it? That's, that's all right. That you got to save that for Lone Wolf territory. Yeah. You never know. sing it again yeah. in a minute. Yeah, you might have to do it again. Uh, I'm going Vikings. I don't really think I even need to say why. It's going to be Vikings on the road. I mean, the, the Vikings, outside of a bad loss to the Eagles, who I think might be the best team in the league right now, that's, uh, that, that, they're solid, right? So, uh yeah, the Saints are dog shit. So, Tommy, you are the one. Sing it again, buddy. This time get the words right. I don't know the words now. Sing it. <laughs> and the Saints. <laughs> ah, that's enough. Right, let's move on. All right. How about the uh, – oh, man, this is your must-see game of the week. The Cleveland Browns on the road to Atlanta. The Falcons at home are giving up one to the Brownies. Tommy. Woof, woof. I'm going with the dogs. Now, you'll take the Browns, but anytime the Bengals come up, you never pick them for anything. <laughs> well, I will. You, I would think that you would feel the same way about I always accuse you of homerism, right? Like, But here you are picking the Browns. That's... I'm proud of your growth here. Oh, uh, I'm going with the Falcons just because they're at home. I don't think for any other reason. So, uh, so you're looking at like a pick em. Yeah, I'm going Falcons. Yeah, I, I went back and forth on this one. I just I feel like the Browns will get this one done. I, I, they got enough of that running game there, so uh, we'll, we'll go Browns. Mr. Brown, you're going to default to our lone Falcon here. <laughs> 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 that doesn't scare you nothing else. 
All right, it's it's not a vulture. It's a falcon. Okay. All right, the uh, Washington emails or uh, commanders, whatever you'll call them, the commies, on the road to Big D, where the Cooper Rush Cowboys are looking like Aikman and Irvin and Emmett back in the in the saddle here all of a sudden. They are a three and a half point home favorite. Tommy, I'm going with the I'm going with the boys. I'm afraid Russia's got something going here. Prescott might want to get his bat, butt back on the field here soon. He's going to lose that job. Maybe he already has. It's possible. Uh, I'm going with the emails. You're going to the emails. I, I, when's the last time someone's picked the emails? I don't know. Why? Explain I love Carson Wentz, man. That's why. You know, I just love the guy. <laughs> you love Mr. Glass? Is this yeah. the Costanza method coming to life already? Uh, that, that's clearly what this is. Mm. Uh, I also have the Cowboys covering that spread easily. I, I believe in Cooper Rush, and uh, this might be his coming out party. It may not have happened yet. This is the one where he might finally get like a multiple touchdown game. So uh, I'm taking them boys. Lone Wolf it, buddy. You got mail. <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. <laughs> All right. I'm interested to see how you go on this one. We got the Seattle Seahawks on the road to where nobody covers quite like the Detroit Lions. The Lions find themselves in unfamiliar territory here. The Lions are a four-point home favorite. Oh, my God, four points. That's a lot. I just – man, I, I'm going to go with the Lions. So I, just, I think they've turned a corner. They're going to be a solid team. And I, I have no faith in Geno right now. I hear the conviction in that pick. <laughs> uh, I'm also going the Lions on this one. I like what they're doing there. And they're breaking kneecaps and Geno. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> You're next. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely the Lions at home here, and uh, this is a game the Lions should absolutely win. They, they've played decent even in their losses this year, so give me the Lions all day. We're across the board on that one. First one so far across the board. All right, this is, uh, to me, a, a dog poo game. Uh, I'm not excited about it, but one of these teams has got to get on track. The Tennessee Titans on the road to Indy. And the Colts, who are a three-and-a-half-point home favorite. The Colts look like hail. I, there's no way I'm going with the Colts. Did you say hail? Hail. Like hail. falling hail. from the sky? Yeah. Hail. Uh, yeah, I'm going with the Titans. They're going to they're establish a run game. They're going to get back to uh, their type of football. It'll be their week. Okay. All right, Mr. Brown. I, I got to go Tennessee as well after they beat up on my Raiders. You know, I got to think that they're better than what people think. I'm hoping. That's going to be a long season in Vegas. It probably is going to be anyway. Now, I wish I didn't have to pick this game because I would just avoid it altogether. All so if you're pick, if you're putting money on games, don't put money on this game. It sucks. Uh, I, just give me the Colts at home just because they're at home. So give me a whoa, Nelly. <laughs> All right, now that that's out of my system, let's go to uh, another team who's been playing like dog crap on offense, the Chicago Bears, on the road to where nobody runs for his life quite like Danny Dimes. And the Giants, though, are a two-and-a-half-point home favorite. Barkley, I think he's back. I think they're going to establish him again. I'm going with the Giants over the Bears. Mm. I'm also taking the Giants over the Bears. Any, any particular reason why? Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes is the reason why. Exactly. Not not Saquon Barkley no. returning to his uh, previous self. It's clearly not that. No. I, I'm also taking uh, – I, I think Danny Dimes is a better quarterback than Justin Fields. Yes. Is that fair enough? I'd agree with that. Yeah. I, think, I think Fields had like 70 passing yards in the last game. So, uh, yeah, Giants across the board. 
All right, this is uh, the surprising, good, maybe, possibly decent Jacksonville Jaguars on the road to Philly. It's the biggest spread we've got so far. Eagles, six and a half at home. Six and a half points is a lot. Uh, no, I th- actually, I think the Eagles is going to run away with this. I think we're. Mm. I think the Jaguars are dreaming right so now. So the Jaguars are falling out of our top ten. Yeah, they're dreaming. Okay. Uh, not so fast, my friend. <laughs> So I'm bad. going with the Jags, baby. Going to Corso. You think the Jags are going to win or just cover? Uh, cover. Right. <laughs> that's, a, that's all they got to do. Uh, I uh, am with uh, Turbo in this one. I think the Eagles are going to win probably by about ten here. They'll assert their dominance. Uh, so give me the uh, give me the Eagles at home, baby, to cover that spread. Meow. That's the confidence right there. No roar, just the meow. Meow. <laughs> All right, the uh, game of the week in Turbo's eyes. The Steelers at home, they find themselves a favorite. They're favored by three against the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Turbo, what you got, bud? All I'm going to say is Steelers. I'm leaving it at that. Well, you, can you give well, me a prediction? Let's not comment. Let's just keep on Tell going. me how this, sto- this, this story will play out. Yep. What's the final score and what happens? Three to nothing. Three to nothing. <laughs> Wait, that's that's a push. That's not a cover. <laughs> so you picked the jet. Yeah. <laughs> he, he just picked uh, the push. All right, all right, enough said, Mr. Uh, Brown. Uh, I think a little bit too much nausea. He's going to get rolling. Uh, I'm not picking the Jets again as a lone wolf this week. I learned my lesson last week, so I'll go Steelers. They, they just can't week. get right against the AFC North. I, I also have the Steelers. It's, it's at home. It's pretty much a pick em. It's If there's a game that'll be a push, it'll be this game since we're on this stupid three-point spread instead of three and a half. If it was three and a half, I might take the Jets. Mm. you know. But uh, as it is right now, we're all across the board on the Steelers. All right, this is a, a huge game. This is tough. The Buffalo Bills on the road again playing another team who's hot right now after losing to the Dolphins. The Ravens at home, but they're giving three points to the Bills, so are the Bills indeed still the best team in all of football? Man, this is a tough pick. I don't need – I'm going to go with the Ravens only because they're at home. Mm. That's – I can't think of any other reason to go. Do you, you think the Ravens game. will win or just cover? Cover. Okay. Well, I didn't put the Bills number one in my power rankings for nothing. They're going to go on the road, and they're going to enforce their will on Lamar in his contract year. This is a bounce-back game, absolutely, for Buffalo. I think they win by double digits in this one. I think it's a higher-scoring affair, but, uh, you know, Lamar is not going to have that string of uh, offensive statistical anomalies that's been uh, coming up here the past or the first few weeks of the season. So, Bills, all day long, they get back on track after uh, – dying in the heat in South Florida. So, uh, Mr. Uh, Lone Raven, let me hear what you got. Wait a minute. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, right? Correct. Yeah. They ain't going to circle them this week. So, give us your Lone Wolf. Ah! Wow. <laughs> Sounds like a dying uh, it, it might be dying. I don't know. <laughs> ah. <laughs> All right. So, the Chargers going into Houston, the Texans, giving five to the Chargers. They bounce back after playing the Jags. Chargers do yes. That was a that was a freak game. Chargers have come out. They're going to roll. They're going to they'll win by two touchdowns. Yeah, they're big. I'm shocked the spread is this low. So to me, this is easy one. I'm going Chargers. I I didn't think it was as easy as you suggested. Just because Houston typically has been playing teams a little closer than what uh, I think I probably gave them credit for. But then again, they've also played teams like the Broncos. They suck. So anyway, uh, we're across the board in the Chargers. They get back on track. 
I love this game. This is my lock of the week right here. The Cardinals on the road to Carolina. The Cardinals are only favored one and a half. And this is an afternoon game, by the way. Why is it only one and a half? Is there something I don't know about? It, the Cardinals should be favored by more than that. More than that. I, I, I just, yeah, I don't. Uh, I'm not sure about this one. I'm going with the Cardinals. You're going with the Cardinals. Yes. Yeah, I feel like this one's easy, and apparently everyone does it. 77. percent I mean, yeah. I, I, you feel like this is the lock of the week? Like yeah. how? That means we're all probably going to get this one wrong. But yeah, we got the Cardinals <laughs> across the board. Um, I, I like this game a lot too. If I was putting money on it, the Patriots on the road to Lambeau. The Packers are a nine-point home favorite. Nine points. That's a big spread. Um, is Mike Jones playing? Uh, he's is, got a high ankle sprain. He, I, it's, it's multiple weeks. Right? Yeah, is I don't he think done? He's yeah, it's Hoyer. Hoyer. It's not. Uh, they got another guy. Yeah, it's Brian Hoyer. Okay. All right. Well, then that that's deciding right there. I'm going with the Packers. And I'm going Packers as well. If it was Mike Jones playing, I think they would have kept it within uh, nine. Possibly, yeah. Mm, see, uh, I am uh, kind of thinking that it's one of these things where we were talking earlier about the Packers and that everyone's going to fall in love with them because they're going to win this game and they're going to win the next few games. But I'll be honest with you, the Packers suck, and they're not going to beat anybody by 10 points anytime soon. They might win by nine. That would be a push. I got the Patriots covering this game. Nice. No chance in hell they actually win, but they will cover and they'll lose by a touchdown. So uh, they're not going to get on that plane until they see the whites of their eyes. Then they'll leave. But uh, I don't know what else to say for uh, the Patriots. Uh, uh, the Bengals need to put this damn game away. All right, moving on. No one says let's ride quite like the Denver Broncos. So they're going to let Russ cook as they're going on the road to Vegas. The Raiders, the only winless team in all of the land, found themselves at home a two-and-a-half-point favorite, though. Raiders get their first win this weekend, and Russ will be riding right out of town. Let's ride. Let's ride. I had every intention of choosing the Broncos this week because I'm sick and tired of the Raiders' bullshit until you show me that damn PR video That's right. That's of right. Russ Wilson. Broncos what makes That's what right. made the Broncos think that was a good idea to show that whole video? Why would you release that? Yeah, so That's right. if, if if my team loses Broncos to Russ uh, this week, That's then right. I'm probably going to just be a Bills fan after this. <laughs> so we're uh, Raiders across the board because uh, we don't we don't think Russ will cook. And uh, let's ride. Um, all right, so your Sunday night game. The Kansas City Chiefs on the road, or nobody's injury report, looks quite like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But even with all that Tom Brady magic, the Bucs are a one-point favorite at home. Yeah, I think that's too much magic this time. I'm going, I'm, I'm going with the Chiefs. Although, you know, it's Magic Tom, who knows? I'm taking Chiefs. And, and they both lost last week, so someone's got to bounce back. I just feel like uh... – Patrick's got way more weapons than uh, Tom right now, so I like the Chiefs to win convincingly. Yeah, I, I just think the uh, the Bucks are too banged up. No, no chance, uh, not happening. So Chiefs across the board, and that leaves us with the Monday Nighter, and it's a divisional matchup between the defending champions, the L.A. Rams, going into San Francisco. Where man, if you watch that game. 
uh, last week between the Broncos and 49ers. You are entitled to financial compensation. It was so bad. Uh, but the Niners are a one-and-a-half point favorite at home with Jimmy G under center this week. Can you score one-and-a-half points? That uh, might be all that scored in this game. I don't, in fantasy, you can. <laughs> um, I'm going with the Rams. It's going to be an ugly one. I, but I'm, I'm taking the Rams. All right. Fair enough. They said it was good from 64 yards. Was it 64? 64. Holy crap. How many points do I get in fantasy for McPherson kicking that? Oh, my God. He cleared that one from 70. That could have been 70 yet. Holy crap. Is that Uh, tie the the record still 64? Yeah, I believe it it is. Yeah. That is insane. That is not an indoor kick either, and we're not in high. McPherson is a fantasy-worthy option, damn it. All right, anyway, the Rams and Niners. Uh, last year, the uh, Rams uh, lost both games during the regular season to the Niners, and then the Niners are lost to them in the playoffs, right? That's correct. I, I feel mm-hmm. like that the Rams uh, right the ship. I know Jimmy G's. They're probably better with Jimmy G under center. Obviously, but uh, I like the Rams in this one. I think they're going to win on the road. Did you see the uh, clip of Jimmy G where it very clearly looks like he's telling Kyle Shanahan, your plays suck? Did you oh, see yeah, that? I saw that. Yeah. Like, he, yeah. He, like, I, I can't say for sure that's what he said, but I'm pretty sure that's what he said. He's like, your plays suck. And I'm sure Shanahan's probably like, your play sucks. You know, and, and I didn't want you anyway. And I heard the story about how Jimmy G's brothers had to like unpack all his shit so they could have a victory party yeah. a couple weeks ago. Uh, I, I think the Niners are still trying to figure out how to play, you know, Jimmy G because they spent all offseason trying to figure out how to play with Trey Lance. They don't get right here. This isn't the team you get right against. The Rams, they're they're calm, cool, and collected, going to get this win. So we're Rams across the board, and uh, that concludes. Week four's NFL Stone Cold Lead Pipe Locks of the Week. We'll post them online for you guys to ridicule and pick apart. Biggies will be up soon as well. I'm curious to see how he goes with his Patriots and, and all that with that big spread. But, um, you know, we got to get back on track here, fellas. Tommy, you've been consistent. You're, you're not too bad. You're five games under 500. Not good uh, enough. Biggie's only one game under 500. Mr. Brown, you and me. Uh, Shut up. Where are you? <laughs> uh, we'll just leave it at that. <sighs> Take a deep breath. It'll be over soon. All right, Mr. Brown, I hope you have a wonderful, safe, and uh, great time with the kiddos as you head down south there. But, uh, you know, I wanted to throw something out there to our listeners because, you know, we're, we're 40-year-olds. You know, sometimes, uh, you know, our um, taste in pop culture is not the same as the youth of today and whatnot. But, you know, sometimes we get lucky and you stumble across something maybe from our, our younger days that maybe you missed and you came across a movie. Uh, we were actually talking about an actor because I watched uh, Bullet Train. I thought right. it was pretty good. And it looks a little different for uh, some type of movies I like, but I, I really enjoyed it. And you said it caught your eye, but you're kind of a Brad Pitt fan, right? No, oh, I love Brad Pitt. I mean, he's, he's in a lot of good movies. You got like a, a couple off the top of your head that you really like. I know there's one that you just recently watched and we'll get to, but give me like two or three Brad Pitt movies. You I like The Interview of the Vampire. That's that's a classic. You know they're coming out with a TV show about that? I saw it, but uh, it doesn't yeah, look good. It can't be good. Yeah, okay, for me. I'm with you. All right, what um, else? And then one that's not as 
I, I really liked World War Z for some reason. I don't know why. Okay, I you know it's a different type of zombie movie, but give me any zombies that can sprint versus the ones right. that cry. It adds an element. I liked fear. it because it was different from the fact that it showed how different countries prepared for the pandemic in different ways. I mean, we just saw that in real life. Yeah. Art imitates life, right. and sometimes life imitates art, right. and that's what happened there. But uh, more recently, though, you got a chance to enjoy um, Fight Club. Yeah. And uh, you hadn't seen it before. You watched it last week for the first time. Uh, what were your thoughts? A lot of twists and turns. Uh, a lot of surprises along the way. And Brad Pitt did his thing like normal. Tyler Durden. Yeah, it was great. Uh, I love the movie. Uh, it, was, it started off weird with the uh, support groups. And you're like, what the hell is going on? And then the, the old creepy house was very uh, disturbing. Yes, it was. The water in the basement. I feel like I can, I can smell that house just yeah, by looking it, at it. It's... Uh, a movie that stood uh, for the test of time when it came out. Like you watch it now, and it still stands. So it was it was pretty awesome. Yeah, and great that, reviews. And that was the uh, the real big question is you know for watching for the first time, does it hold up? Does it does it keep the test of time? And I always felt like it did, but I, I, I'm a big fan of the author. I've read like five of his books. Uh, they're all fantastic. Uh, I'm just hoping uh, they make more movies. There's a, there's some movement about trying to make a lullaby a uh, movie, and it's one of my favorite books I've ever read. So anyway, Fight Club, loved it. Two thumbs up. Yeah. There we go. So I think you'll like Bullet Train. I thought it was uh, wildly entertaining. Uh, I think we saw the uh, previews here for it or the uh, ad. They said it was like John Wick on a train. Uh, I feel like that's what uh, they called everything Die Hard was something. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, Die, like speed is die hard on a bus yeah. and uh, under siege is like die hard on a boat. Yeah. Uh, what, what are some other ones? Biggie, you, I know you got some Steven Seagal love in, in your soul here. So you got some under siege one, under siege two, under siege two Above is die hard on a train. Hard to kill. <laughs> oh, they're all good movies. No, under siege is basically die hard on a boat to start with. And then it's die hard on a train. Exactly. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we got to get some, uh, love for die hard in there too, but, uh, not quite, uh, this type of train die hard. It's if you have different. any downtime this weekend, why it's raining, you're going to be watching baseball. But when you get back, you should watch the, uh, Dahmer series on Netflix. I've started it. I'm on episode cool. two. Yeah. It's uh, it's pretty good, man. Uh, the memes are rolling in uh, Netflix, you know, for all the hate they get about their rising prices, Man, it's like every three months they got something that hits. Oh, they do. Like, and uh, Evan Peters, I've known him for like six years because American Horror Story. Friend of the show. Amazing actor. First time I've seen either. him in anything, but I've seen a lot of those, oh, you're just getting introduced to this guy. He's been great for a while. Oh, yeah. He killed it in that. So um, I kind of know how it ends, though, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know how it goes, but the series stays pretty factual and timeline based off of the real events. There's a couple of things they expand upon a little bit just because that's all you have to do it to make a TV show. But oh, I, no. there hey, was uh, the Bengals are going to cover. Oh, go to the house. Oh, oh, he's going to fumble from behind. No, no. All right. Good deal. Ah. Well, that sucks. Ooh, sigh relief. There's a certain point in there where you get like midway through the series and they start getting a little detailed and it's like, huh, might sleep with the light on tonight. All right. I, I gotta, I gotta say this though. And then we can go enjoy the rest of our evening here, which is probably going to bed. But when I'm watching it, especially early on when he's living at his grandma's house and all that stuff, I feel like he watched Napoleon dynamite to rehearse for this role. Like every yes. time he's like, 
Stay out of my life, Grandma. It's like, what's going on in the basement, Jeffrey? Doing taxidermy, gosh. Like, it's just, it's, it's all, I just keep hearing Napoleon. It's my like, stuff. And I'm like, in an alternate universe, or maybe in this universe, he is a serial killer. Like, he, he's even got, look, the glasses. Come on, man, those are Dahmer glasses. And I'm telling you, the whole character is inspired off of each other. I could see that. I like it. It, it, it yeah. Once you watch it, it's kind of hard now to unsee that. Until he gets mad, like, they'll ask him questions. They're like, so what are you doing, Jeffrey? And she's like, mm-hmm. just hanging out. Whatever. Yeah. And then, like, they'll say something Science to make him stuff. mad. And he's like, I wonder why you're always accusing me of stuff. Gosh. I mean, it's just, it's completely Napoleon Dynamite. Mm. Now I've ruined the series for everyone. You're welcome. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> All right. Well, that has been another episode of the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Mr. Brown, enjoy your time in Atlanta. Everyone, make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to follow us on social media. And we'll see you next Thursday as we do our Stone Cold Lip Pipe Locks, as always. And don't forget to check out America's Pastime for the Love of Baseball. We got some sweet-ass autographs coming your way. Until next time, enjoy your weekend, and 